Welcome to another episode of B2B Nation, the official technology advice podcast for sales and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Chris Kleinfelter, and I recently caught up with Hannah Abaza, the head of strategy at Uberflip. We talked about how consumers are bombarded with content from the media, BuzzFeed, and so on. The reality is that engagement rates per piece of content has gone down, and median share counts for content is also trending downwards, resulting in content appearing as though it's underperforming. Hannah stated that the vast majority of results come from a small portion of our content, and though with our campaigns here, that's definitely true. She stated that you have to be much more targeted with what you're creating, and it needs to be relevant to your audience, so you need to have buyer personas in place. We also discussed customer advocacy and the importance of segmentation in marketing automation. Uh, Really, all in all, this was a really great interview, and I think you'll definitely have some important takeaways to apply to your own marketing campaigns from this interview. And so without further ado, here's my interview with Hannah. Enjoy. Hannah, welcome to the B2B Nation. Thanks for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we jump in and talk about content marketing and, and uh, ABM, uh, can you just tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're up to today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for the past few years, I have been uh, running sort of growth marketing and uh, strategy at a company called Uberflip, which really focused on content marketing software. Um, and really what we did was we helped customers figure out how to best leverage their content and give them the software that they needed to actually optimize the experience and really target that experience to their buyer. And, you know, I, I think we all know when it comes to content marketing, it's definitely been all the hype lately, but what I think a lot of marketers are trying to figure out is how do you actually make it work? So uh, that's really what I've been focused on. My background background has been in tech, growth, marketing, B2B for, for the past little while. So it's definitely something I love geeking out on. Well, we're glad to be able to geek out on that with you today. Uh, and you, you made a really nice segue there. So, so obviously, you're a, you're a content marketing expert. Uh, you know, there's a lot of content being created today, more than ever. And So what's your take on the content marketing landscape in B2B today? And, and to follow that up, uh, what are companies doing well? And what problematic, tre- problematic trends are you seeing out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... You know, forget B2B because, you know, it's really hard to think about B2B in a silo, but content marketing in general is, you know, a much more complex environment mm-hmm. than it has been ever before. Um, and when you're creating content, you, know, you can't really just think of your own sort of context, right? So we all think of content marketing in the context of what we create on our blog or our ebooks or our white papers, and then maybe we think about what's being created in our industry and, you know, what our competitors are doing, maybe what our partners and our customers are doing. But the reality is when you look at it from the perspective of the consumer, the person that's actually going to be consuming your content, they're bombarded with a lot of other stuff as well. So they're bombarded with content from the BuzzFeeds of the world and the media and everything else that's also shifting online. So the reality of it is the environment is a lot more complex, and as a result, engagement rates for individual pieces of content are going down. Um, you know, Track Maven published a report that said it, the average engagement per piece of content is down 17%. BuzzSumo, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with that tool, very cool tool when it comes to content marketing, but they also did an analysis of about a million B2B uh, 
blog articles, and the median share count for that was eight, which is incredibly low. And really what this shows us is that the vast majority of content actually underperforms. Um, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar, there's something called the content marketing power law. If you actually Google it, you'll get a bunch of really great articles. A lot of people talk about this. And, you know, it really shows us that the vast majority of our content comes from a or the vast majority of our results, rather, come from a small portion of our content. So, you know, this is really all indicative of the need for B2B content marketers, marketers in general, to be much more targeted with the type of content that they're creating. And not only that, the type of content they create needs to be more strategic and it needs to be relevant. And I think that's the biggest thing that's missing right now from B2B marketing is, is you know, making sure that every single thing you put out there is actually relevant to the buyer. Um, and of course, they're actually also had a great stat that 90% of content out there uh, is, is used because it's irrelevant, which is kind of heartbreaking for a content marketer, right? 90% of it, uh, kind of mind-blowing. So you made a really good point there. Uh, your content needs to be relevant. Obviously, I think you need to be building buyer personas uh, or, or at least customer personas in some way. Uh, but let's take that a step further because as marketers, you know, we often hear that uh, we need to create content that cuts through the noise or, or create content that people want. And that's truly not the easiest thing to do, especially if you're not set up well with personas to do it. So what are some ways marketers can improve their content strategy and execution to actually benefit those customers and ultimately gain more sales? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring it back to that persona question because mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know your personas, then you might as, not, well, might as well not be creating content. And it's not just <laughs> enough to know your personas from a buyer perspective. Um, you need to really drill into your audience. Uh, one thing that we always uh, like to do and that I, that I recommend for this company is to actually sit down and do an audience survey and do this regularly. Um, so if you already have some volume of content, you're already sort of doing content to a degree, maybe it's not all that strategic, maybe you're just kind of throwing stuff out there, doing a really in-depth audience survey can be eye-opening. Um, if you Google my name, Hannah Abaza, and Google uh, Growth Hackers, I did an AMA for growthhackers.com, and I actually posted a list of like 25 questions that we had in sort of a bucket of questions that we asked different uh, different audience members when mm-hmm. we did our audience surveys. So really digging into really learning who your audience is and the type of content that they need and what their challenges currently are. And as you can imagine, that changes and evolves over the years. So like number one, I would drill in really deep into the audience survey. Number two, I would drill in really deep into your internal team. So, you know, if you're B2B org, you likely have a sales team, a customer success team. Those are the people that are talking to your customers on a regular basis. They have great fodder for content, um, but you have to know what to ask them, right? So one of the questions that I love to ask uh, both of those people is what is the top non-product related question that you guys get? Because that's going to give you some indication of what the biggest question marks and challenges are in your particular industry. I think that that's a really great way to approach it. Number one, audience survey. Number two, um, talk to your internal team. Be really specific and prescriptive about what it is that you want them to do and what questions you want them to ask customers. And number three, there is a ton of data that you can access around people's search behavior and people's uh, intent when it comes to content consumption. I mentioned a tool called BuzzSumo earlier. That's a great way to actually figure out 
what are people searching for, what kind of content is resonating, what's the best performing content in a particular vertical around a particular topic for a particular domain, whatever, however you want to search it, but will let you do that. Uh, another great tool to do that is answerthepublic.com. It'll give you uh, a really good indication of what people are searching for uh, around specific topics so that can help fuel your content strategy. So there are a lot of different ways to determine what content is relevant, mm -hmm. but you know, oftentimes there is a high upfront investment, but the reality is there is a huge long-term pay off. I mentioned the content marketing power a lot earlier. You know, that really tells me that we all need to be way more strategic. And there's no better way to do that than to really drill in and understand what people want in the first place. It sounds table stakes. It sounds easy. Um, but it's A, it's not. It takes that investment up front. Mm -hmm. And B, people just aren't doing it, right? Yeah. Uh, like, we, we say this stuff all the time, but people just aren't doing it. And I think all of the, you know, not fantastic content we see out there is systematic of it. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly sometimes marketers forget that uh, other members of your team can have valuable input like your customer success teams. And just asking uh, has so much power. Uh, it's, it's very common, as you said, that, that it gets overlooked to do some of those things that, that are vitally important. Uh, so, you know, the very, uh, I'd say a very real benefit about content is that it can influence and impact multiple areas of the sales cycle. You know, one of those areas that I have seen marketers struggle with is customer advocacy and loyalty. And some argue they're kind of the similar bucket. Some say they're a different bucket. But, but what are some ways that content can help with customer advocacy? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think that's something you can approach in a few different ways. So I, I almost flipped around and I would say that, you know, customers can help with content <laughs> for <laughs> advocacy, right? Um, so, I mean, I think you want to take two approaches. I do think, you know, you're right in that oftentimes the focus for content marketing is on acquisition, right? How do we get new customers? How do we get new leads? How do we actually get more and more and more and more and more? The reality is content can be really effective, um, really for customer retention and customer churn. So I think that's actually the first step is how do you leverage content to make sure people are getting the most value uh, possible out of your product or service? And then, you know, once they're convinced, once they love you, once they're getting as much value as possible, that's when you want to focus on the advocacy piece. And the type of advocacy um, that we're talking about is really around highlighting customers, customer stories, connecting customers with each other. So, you know, broaden your scope into terms of like what you think content is, because it's not just blog posts and ebooks. It's customers creating content on your behalf. It's social media content. It's video content. It's interviewing customers. Um, it's, it's the type of content that actually gets people excited to be part of your community and your organization. So that's really how I would think about it. First, it's about retention. It's about making sure they have everything they need. And then it's about creating that two-way dialogue around really that, that advocacy piece, you know, turning them into your evangelist. So let's shift gears just a minute here and talk about content in marketing automation campaigns. I know a lot of marketing professionals uh, are doing this. There's a lot more that are starting to have opportunities and budget to get into automation. So, you know, I've seen many, many nurture emails that have really missed the mark. Uh, so how can, uh, how can marketers better understand their lists to create better content and automated campaigns? Oh, segmentation, segmentation, segmentation. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so, you know, content really does, in the context of D2P anyway, it really does fuel marketing automation, right? I mean, mm-hmm. why do we use marketing automation? Well, it's to nurture leads. And what are we going to nurture leads if it's not with content? So, yeah. you know, if you're using marketing automation, you really do need to have sort of a, a, some semblance of a content strategy nailed down. Um, and I think when it comes to marketing automation, when it comes to even demand generation in general and marketing in general, it's really all about segmentation. I mean, listen, like, you know, when you look at the companies that I've worked with in the past, our open rates were really, really high for the most part. Our mm-hmm. click-through rates were really high for the most part. And it's not because we were way better marketers than everybody else. I mean, listen, my team have been amazing marketers, but mm-hmm. it's because we segmented our database properly. It's because we didn't send everything to everyone. It's because the content was targeted to the person that was getting the actual email in and of itself. So I think that boils down to segmentation, pure and simple. If you're early, if your company is very young, and hasn't matured yet, then really you should just have one list because you should be very focused, right? Um, And, you know, the profile of those people should look pretty similar. But as your company starts to grow, you're going to have different personas, particularly Mm -hmm. if you are in a bigger, sort of more high-value sale, if it's an enterprise-type scenario, you're going to be catering to different people. If you're adding different products and going into different verticals or different markets, same thing goes. You need to start to segment those lists in a really strategic way in order to make any kind of content marketing or content nurture effective. Awesome. Well, Hannah, this has been just a great snapshot into content in general, how it can fuel marketing automation, how to have an effective content strategy. I'm sure some of our listeners may have questions for you, and I know that you've been pretty receptive to having uh, just being a helpful resource to people. So, So where can our listeners find you out there on the web? Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably best place to find me would be on Twitter at Hannah Abaza, just my name straight through. Um, you can also head over to hannahabaza.com. That's what that's my website. There's like a little contact me link there. Um, and you should be an email. All right. Well, thanks again to Hannah for joining me today. And thanks to our listeners for following along. This episode was recorded at the Technology Advice Podcast Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. To listen to more episodes of B2B Nation, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And to learn more about the show, you can find us on Twitter at technology underscore ADV or online at technologyadvice.com. Thanks for listening.